Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. People are what make Ball special. Ball knows that. That's why they're looking for more special people. Right now they're hiring Golden Plant, looking for more production technicians. You can read the full description and apply at jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. I can give you the bottom line, though. The position is a front line of the aluminum beverage can production process at Ball's Plants. Company offers a competitive $27.39 per hour with the potential for increase at 6, 12, 18 months on the job. How do you apply? Text GOLDEN to 77222. You get linked to open positions. Again, you can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN or simply text GOLDEN to 77222. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another Loser's Lounge. Getting a little too comfortable here in these chairs. A little, little too... I feel like I'm settled in. I know where everything's at. Like I don't want to have a losers lounge persona, but like I have one. Down, you definitely you know? have a persona. I have too, much, too much time. It's not feeling good, man. The Nuggets fall to the Pelicans, 113-105 at home. Their third straight loss. Right Oof. when we thought they had turned a corner on the season, everything was turning up good. Jokic dominant in the month of January. He's pretty dominant tonight too for stretches. Uh, you think they turned the corner, but no. The Pelicans not a very good team. Not a team that was coming in with a lot of momentum. But Herb Jones, my guy, dominates the night, and uh, they get a win. I got Brennan Vote with me. Herb Jones and Jackson Hayes, by the way, 9 of 9 from the field, 22 points. Malone said before the game, guys, one of the keys was paint uh, points in the paint. That was indeed one of the keys to the <laughs> Pelicans' victory. Yep. We're going to talk about that. I got oh, over here, I got Superstar Dev. I mean, just uh, like there's there's tough nights. That was not a tough night. That was a very bad loss. Um, and also, like, just improbable. So many improbable things. Like, the guys that went off for the Pelicans, Jokic um, only having two shots in the first half. Just things that you just don't expect. Definitely a lot. And I don't really think anybody's blameless tonight. I mean, Jokic really has a great game, but we're going to talk about him. Like, it's just a weird a weird start to it. And he's kind of been known to do this a little bit lately, like over the last two, two or three. So we're going to talk about all of it. I want to start, though, as Michael Malone talked about hey we have a couple points of emphasis tonight points in the paint dominated tonight the pelicans got whatever they wanted in the paint uh second chance points not quite as as bad uh you know as maybe some of the other areas there um and then transition they even let them get loose for some transition points here so denver not you know either not prepared or incapable of stopping i think the most important parts of it and i think I, I don't know what Michael Malone has said post game yet. Harrison wins at the arena. He'll be joining us in a little bit. 
sharing that perspective. But I have to imagine Malone is going to be very heated in this one. This is the exact kind of loss, Dev, that I think drives him up a wall because pregame he did, in fact, circle those three things. There's, there's no doubt that it's what they talked about coming into the game. Um, and there was also just some poor effort from a lot of guys tonight, I thought. Uh, so I do think this is the kind – some losses where you hear Malone try to take a deep breath, stay reflective. I would imagine this is the one – where he's really gonna gonna have some things to say because I agree with you, Dev. It's, it's a bad loss, man. Fifty-eight to thirty-two points in the paint tonight in, in New Orleans' favor. I mean, that's dominant performance. Too many. Yeah, and it actually just worked out for them. Like they had a, a big lineup, and they took advantage of having a big lineup. They didn't settle for shots. Um, actually, I felt like guys just really stepped up on their side of, uh, of the ball, like definitely just doing the right yep. things, like. Ingram takes his 20 shots that he's going to take every single time because he's their best player, but also he goes for 12 assists yep. in the game. Yep. Yep. Um, they got uh, Jackson Hayes goes for 11 rebounds. Valanciunas rebounds the ball well, and he also just, like, seems to get under Jokic's skin because, like, you know, me and Vo was talking about earlier, he's the one guy that, like, not one guy, but he's a guy that's not afraid of Jokic, and I think that gets to Jokic's head. So guys stepped up on their side and didn't like did not overplay and i felt like the nuggets just did not adjust to any of it definitely did not adjust and it was a weird one i mean one of the stories tonight is that the pelicans were really hard doubling Jokic early on and for whatever reason like denver tonight made a lot of threes they outscored the pelicans by 33 points from three-point line they had 11 more threes at home and you make 11 more threes than your opponent and you still lose um and i just felt like for whatever reason Yoke got real passive with that double team tonight. We saw it in the third quarter. Jokic got upset about something. I don't know what it was, but he got, I think, at the officials. And he started to dominate. He started to take over and force it. And you're like, there it is. Okay, Nuggets are going to win this one. But it was actually a little too late. And we've seen dominant Jokic so much this year right from the tip. And it sets the tone. He didn't do that tonight for some reason. And it's like you start playing with fire. All of a sudden, Jackson Hayes goes perfect. Herb Jones goes 8 from 10. All of a sudden, these things start to go opposite you and you lose. So... I feel he shoulders, even though he's the DraftKings Sportsbook king of the game, even though he is by far the DraftKings Sportsbook king of the game, I still feel like he shoulders a little bit of responsibility for how tonight went. Yeah, I feel like he reverted back to, like, the, the Jokic of old. So true. So he, true. He's still dominant. He's still doing, you know, everything that the team needs him to do, um, you know, later in the game. But there has to be something that triggers it. Yeah. He has to be pissed off or he has to have something, like, to get into it and I think that's what was different between MVP Jokic and the Jokic that we've seen to begin this season is every single night he thought that he had to be the best player for the Nuggets to have a chance. Tonight it didn't feel like or it didn't look like early on he thought that he had to be the best player for them to win, and it kind of backfires. You don't want to put the blame on him because he did have an incredible game, but also if he sets the tone early, if he attacks early, he changes the outcome of those type of games or at least puts them in an advantage going into the second half where Pelicans now have to adjust or Pelicans now have to switch who they have guarding him or whatever the case may be. I just felt like it was an old Jokic night. Jokic took the fourth most field goal attempts on the team tonight. And as much as there were some moments where you're like, especially Will Barton, trust me, we're going to talk a lot about Will Barton because it's a trend now. But even though there were moments where it's like, hey, they're not going to him enough, when they did go to him, he just was a little bit. He'd hold the ball, he'd wait for the double to come, and then kick out. You know, sometimes you got to put the you got to put the pressure on them and say, "Hey, I'm going to go before the double team. I'm going to force the issue here. I'm going to ma- I'm going to make these things easier, these rotations." Because one thing New Orleans has is length. This is another team we're seeing with length. We're seeing Denver struggle with length a lot lately. 
They had the length. They would double him but still recover. Denver was not generating open threes on some of these kickouts. So I do put a little bit of this blame tonight on Jokic, and I hope that we get back to the Jokic we had in the month of January where he was just pr- forcing the issue every time. Yeah, I mean, not going to call him the problem, but, right. you know, it he wasn't, wasn't... tonight. He wasn't the solution. Right, it was an absence of something where... That was the Clippers game, right? Where right. he had a couple moments in the third quarter where double team or not, the Euro stomp on the drive and, yeah. the, and the, the legal shove get off me. He you had know? it late in the game. That's what I'm saying, though. You do... Like, Jokic doesn't need our help here, but you do start to go, man, I appreciate the cerebral nature of your game. You can do that every time yeah now it's probably exhausting and i will push back a little bit and say he was deferring so much in the first half because guys were hitting their shots right you know the offense was fine they, they couldn't get a stop to get save their stops, lives. Yeah. so i don't necessarily dislike Jokic's approach it's just he wasn't who he was in that clippers game and they needed it tonight um you know no ag is a big absence they yeah. still need to win that game i'm just sort of talking about what's required from Jokic then right. when you learn he's out and i don't want to belabor the point either because like i'm bringing up the point for Jokic because he has saved the team in this spot so many times and tonight he didn't but it, you're right he wasn't the problem he right. just wasn't as much of a solution as he usually right. is that's why he's the mvp our expectations are through the roof if we do get into why the team lost tonight and really the concerning reason they just can't guard man it's really they bad. can't guard and it's been a trend for a while and I will single out a couple guys, but the first one we're going to start with, you know, Will Barton's had a rough stretch tonight. And you look at the number, 17 points on 8 of 15 shooting. That's not bad, although he did lead the team in field goal attempts tonight. Uh, four rebounds, two assists, three steals, one block. He filled up a stat sheet with a lot of different things. But there were just some key moments here. One sequence in particular I'm thinking late in the game, great defense. Three seconds left on the shot clock. Terrible closeout, get right through the lane, and gives up the end one for it. And you're thinking, like, Man, you just got to have pride in your ability to get stops. And Denver couldn't get stops in any of the quarters tonight. New Orleans gets 27 points in the first, 24 in the second, 31 in the third, 31 in the fourth. It's a lot of points, man. Yeah, I think that uh, with Barton, it's just like, so he's such a frustrating player because, like, you want to defend him, and then he has those moments in the game that are going to come in every single game that really, like, alter the momentum of the game. Um, like you, you look at the box, like the box score, like the, the sheets, and it looks like he's filling it up. But then you remember those parts in the game where he's holding it too long, or right. a, a bad turnover that like changes the momentum. Yeah, or, turnovers, um, yeah. yeah. Like just he makes so many mistake plays at the the most inopportune like times, like, and it just it changes the outcome of the game. You don't want to put the blame on him completely, but it just becomes hard not to like notice that he is a. A bright spot in the in the worst ways. Right. To me, it's his defense is really what's killing me. The, offensively, it's the turn the turnovers are the detractors. Offensively, um, I know the last two games for Barton were pretty ugly, and I think some of the 15 shots tonight was a hangover from he was the guy in that last game and wasn't good enough. Um, prior to wanting these, to bounce back too wanting hard, to bounce you think? back okay. too hard. I don't want to swing too far because I actually think in the last month Barton's been a good get the ball to Jokic player. I just don't think that's been the case the last two games. For me, it's defensively, and it was really disappointing tonight because I think he's coming off of his best defensive game in months against Utah. Missed a lot of shots, but so did Boyan. He comes off of that great effort. Right, that's a good point. And and he wasn't. He didn't have that effort tonight. And that's the thing. You know, it doesn't always have to be those 25 point games right he can be what denver needs by locking down on d and by the way he's capable he can make some big defensive plays but the effort and the consistency has to be there so for me that's the biggest knock tonight 
I wonder how much he has because I think he tried to lock in in the late in the game, and I wonder just how much he has like four quarter energy anymore. Yeah, you look at yeah. the shooting splits; they kind of point towards a, a decline as the game goes on. Um, but he's you know he's been pretty. I'm surprised by his stat line, to be honest, going through it, because there were just so many plays that stood out like a sore thumb, you know, watching this game. Uh, another guy, and he got pulled, but Jeff Green tonight also really set a poor tone like, oh, with, man. early on in this game. He had a tough assignment. You know, you're going up against Jackson Hayes, who's really big, and Jeff Green was not making uh, shots early on, just wasn't very engaged in the game. But this felt like one of those games that maybe this is – he's a veteran. He's, he's supposed to be the eighth, ninth man. He's in the starting lineup. Maybe we shouldn't be expecting too much, but this was a game where I thought he just didn't have the, the like, urgency mm. that was required, and, and I think that's why he got pulled. He did not close this game. He he never is gonna like get the blame, but like really like bad bad energy from him the entire game, like yeah. severely outplayed, um, and it was a, it was a game that they needed him to step step up in. Um, they're missing Aaron Gordon, so Jeff Green has to fill that void. Um, of being that forward that needs to be aggressive on the boards, that needs to um, set the tone as a vet, like that shows like, hey, when you're missing your guys, this is how you do it. Because he's he's been around the league for so long, and he's pulled in a game that they played like rookies. He's pulled in a game like that they're just like finding guys on 10 days. Like you're, you're supposed to be um, a vet in the league as a starter. You have to bring that energy. Like that's what you're there for. Um, and I just feel like he just doesn't guide them in those type of ways. One of three from the field. At first it was okay because it's like you're trying to fit in, but now at this point, you went one of th you're not shooting the ball, you're not getting back on deep, you're not rebound. What are you doing? And, and I think that that's where the frustration comes with with Jeff Green is he's not bringing much of anything uh, as of late to the team. He's not dunking the ball. He's not you know rim running. What is he doing? Yeah. Low energy for a few games now. A couple of things. First of all, this is the other side of the coin to Jeff Green is, in fact, pretty old for a right, basketball right, player. Right. We can celebrate that when he dunks. The other shoe drops sometimes. And then the other thing, which is that this has been a part of Jeff Green's career. Yeah. A good player, also a journeyman, and right. that's not just business savvy. People have become frustrated over 82 games with Jeff. I'm not turning on him altogether here, yeah. but because he's such a like, oh, C-plus is good enough. He's a vet in the starting lineup. The last few games, I think he's kind of gotten away with what's been really poor play. Yeah, you're making some pragmatic takes today. I've had some shit takes for like <laughs> just two months in a row, so I'm really trying to just, I don't just know. Just trying to even it out a little Dude, bit. Dude, the second quarter I tweeted, I think I'm ready to buy some J-Mike stock, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, wow. <laughs> guess, guess how long that took me. It One that, more quarter. That yep. stock was rough. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, like, the thing that's concerning, like, we're talking about this. If this was one loss, you know, the loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves, for example, Denver loses worse. And it was like, okay, well, it was just coming off of a win streak, right? And then you have basically the punt game against the Jazz, which, again, you could be frustrated by how that game went, but what does it really tell you? This was the one that balanced it out. It's like, hey, what are we? You know, what, what are the Nuggets right now? Are they kind of on the upswing and all-star breaks almost here? Are they almost the four seed? Can they catch Utah? This was the game where it was like, hey, I think they're back. Let's see what happens. And they're just most definitively not back. Like, I think I can declare yeah, the Nuggets yeah. at this back. moment. Not back. Does that mean that they can't win <laughs> against Brooklyn, who, by the way, got blown out tonight in Utah, or the Knicks, who are also a dumpster fire? Of course, they can win those games. But right now, they're just definitely not a, a team that seems to me to be back. Some, someone replied to win tonight said, Nuggets 1.5? <laughs> Yeah, Nuggets 1.5. Yeah, I believe that's right. They I, they might be just 1.0 or something <laughs> like that at the moment. Why don't Is we that hit water, uh, Edgar? 
Take some water. Is that why? Uh, why don't we hit our first break here? Uh, on the other side, there were some positives. Thanks, yeah. Even though they were sprinkled with some negatives, there were some positives in here, including I thought Zeke Naji had a great game. He closed. wasn't great necessarily in the close, but he was great. Davon Reed had some great moments. We'll talk about both of those guys on the other side. We've been excited. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, pal. That's a, that's a friend right there. We've been excited to tell you guys about this. You've probably seen us holding the cans, drinking, talking them up. Ranch Rider oh, Spirits, Ranch Rider, official man. partner of DNVR now. Launched in 2019, sure. born from a food truck in Austin, Texas. Employee-owned Ranch Rider Spirits is a premium spirit-based seltzer brand. Now, I don't know about you guys. I do like the hard seltzers. I do like the canned cocktails. I find sometimes they get a little too sweet, a little too sticky. So true. Ranch Rider, very subtle, the sophisticated flavored uh, seltzer. Also, not a ton cocktails. of sugar. I'm telling you, one and a half grams of sugar. That's right. I think the Paloma has like five grams, and it's really delicious. But I'm telling you, I watch my sugar intake. 40 grams or less per day. You could drink like a bunch of those. You could drink 20 of them. That's right. I might try it right now. Uh, they were the first to put Ranch Rider, the iconic Texas beverage, in a can. Remember, check out Ranch Rider Spirits uh, to pick up your Ranch Rider. Visit ranchriderspirits.com. Find a location near you. And then also... Hang on, my phone broke. Oh yeah, Green Mountain Dillon Group. Uh, if you are familiar with this show, then you're familiar with our longtime friends, longtime partners, Green Mountain Dillon Group, the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro. Here's the deal, I don't like going to dentists because they put sharp objects in my mouth and ask me how my day is going. That's really inconvenient. And I don't like small talk to begin with. However, if you're gonna ask me about Jokic, you can, uh, I'm not gonna use that sentence. Well, you can put sharp tools in my mouth if you want to. If you're going to ask me about Jokic, <laughs> that's fine. Um, I almost said something. Wow, that's, there you go. I almost said you something. You can put anything in my I, mouth yep, if you want. I, I was, re <laughs> I was ready to let it go, Yoke. but I didn't think people would think I was aware wow, enough. Wow, what a read for Green Mountain uh, Dental Group. Yeah, so that's great. They're a wow. dentist. This is a dentist read. Go check them out. When you sign up for, when you schedule an x-ray cleaning and exam, you're going to get a free Sonicare toothbrush. When you walk out the door, check them out. All right, back here, segment two, DNVR Nuggets <laughs> podcast. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow, guys. Serbian Corner, very excited to hear from Miroslav and Voya, see what they have to say about this losing streak. They're going to bring in uh, all of the pragmatism That's right. uh, of Miroslav, but with that Serbian anger. I can't wait for it. It's going to be <laughs> great. Um, a couple like minor bright spots here. I thought this was one of Zeke Naji's best game as a pro when you consider all things mm. that he did on the court tonight. Now, he only goes three of four from the field, one of two from the three-point line, so eight points. He grabbed four offensive rebounds, a total of six. He had two assists. He had a steal. He a had two block dunk. shots. He had a put-back yeah, tiger dunk, a put-back tiger That's dunk. tenacious. We'll call it, it tenacious. tenacious. Yeah, we'll call yeah, it we'll tenacious. Call it tenacious. I thought he did a lot of good things, and then Malone elected to close with him. That shows you how, yeah. you know, how well he was playing, that Malone's like, all right, let's see what you got. That part didn't go well, but how do you evaluate his night tonight, Dev? I think it was a great night, especially like uh, to see how bad Jeff Green played yeah. for them to make that pivot, and he stepped up to right. the plate like yeah. to actually go for – he played for 30 minutes, and he's grabbing rebounds in a game that they desperately needed rebounding. They yeah. desperately needed a big guy that would go in there and battle, and I feel like Zeke held his own. Um, there was, you know, a couple that he got called on fouls on, but he was at the right place. He's, you know, he's trying his hardest to, to make things happen instead of just like, like stepping away from the moment. The three point shot was there. Um, he, he got put back, you know, put back dunk where we have not seen. Um, so it's, it's starting to show that he's actually trying um, and being aggressive in that matter. And he's just. He's getting better, like slowly but surely he's getting there, and that's what you want to see out of a guy um, like Zeke. So big game from him. 
Oh, is it to me? Uh, yeah, I agree. I thought he was great. I'm My biggest Zeke take right now is what we've been saying for a few days, guys. Let him shoot more. Experiment. Pick and pop. An open Zeke 3 seems like a perfectly fine possession to me, regardless of who's on the court. I will also say Jokic found Zeke. Uh, I think they doubled off Zeke uh, to, to help on Jokic in the post, and that was just like the easiest three points I've yeah. seen all season. Jokic to Zeke is a little bit of a vibe. Play Zeke more. Let Zeke shoot more. I'm into it. I was impressed with his defense tonight, too. Yeah, like he had a yeah. couple. In fact, he was matched up with Ingram. There was a time, I can't remember who else was out on the court, and there, I was like Barton, and they're like, Barton, you go guard Jackson Hayes. Zeke's going to guard Brandon Ingram right, right now. And I thought he did a very nice job for the most part uh, when he got matched up with him. So, I, you know, this was a good one. Down the stretch, Malone did elect to go with him and Davon Reed. And, of course, the play we're all going to remember, which kind of, in, in a lot of ways, it was one of the biggest plays of the game. They inbound the ball. Five seconds left. You just got to get a stop for five seconds. You got momentum. You got all this going. I think they were down five. And he just misreads a handoff and runs right into the defender. Like it was just a, it was just a bad play. And I think that this is the thing. Now we keep talking about Bones Highland. We want to see him have to play through mistakes. You might have to lose a game here or there. It's not Bones, but it was Davon Reed and Zeke tonight. And it's the same thing. Like this is great experience for him, but it sort of also costs a game, and that's that's unfortunate. It's just sort of like a a, a sobering reminder of the state of the Nuggets. You know. It is a sobering reminder. Yeah. Um, the other guy we just mentioned, Davon Reed, gets the start tonight. He was a team worst minus 11, and I find that a little bit surprising because I thought he was – he personally I thought was pretty good tonight. I mean, he goes three of six from the three-point line, including some big ones. He did go cold down the second, the second half. He played some very good defense on Brandon Ingram early down the stretch a little bit, not, not quite as much, but early on. Early first on, half, yeah. He was I great. thought he was fantastic. And he, too, got the close tonight, and he had a big uh, – was it the miss three and that gave up the fast break the on the other end? The turnover so both to Barton. The, the, yeah, so he had a couple plays as well that were like, hey, those are learning moments. I think that, like, I mean, you talk about it, the learning moments. But also, I think it was a positive for Davon Reed because he's never going to play 25 minutes. Like, he's not brought in to play those minutes. He showed that he could uh, defend at a high level against Ingram. He's not going to be that assignment every single time, but he showed that he can go to it. Right. So now, you you know, you put that into Malone's, like, memory bank, like, hey, if we need a few minutes off of a guard or if we need a few minutes off <coughs> of a score, you could throw Davon Reed out there for a few minutes and he can hold his own. Where we got to see was, like, how tough it is to play in this league. Davon Reed is a really good player. He's not going to be able to sustain that for a very long time I agree with that, yeah. until he actually like gets that. So it was like a learning, um, like learning moments right there. But he, he just has to get better and he has to like learn how to close a little bit better as well. Um, because I really like I could you could vividly remember the times that he had the minus 11. Like there was a stint that he just kind of gave up a few plays. Um, Did it go away again? Son of a bitch. Too. You're saying such good stuff, too. <laughs> Try it again, Dev. I don't know how long ago it was. How long you're out. Just know that he was spitting facts. Man, he home. was spitting. No, yeah. Dude, that was crazy. That was the best I've ever heard. That was the best analysis I, I've ever heard. I agree with Dev. You know, I mean, by the way, I have seen, if you're new to the show or relatively new, we go through every player. So, like, if you're wondering why we're harping on any, you know, I'm not saying Davon Reed lost this game, but we talk about all their games. And I think, Dev, I agree with your point about, you know, Reed over a lot. 
there's a lot of cries to start Davon Reed, and I do think over the course of four quarters, 82 games, yeah. maybe some of those limitations prop up, prop up. Having said that, love the love what he did in the first half on Ingram, and I'm still in the keep playing Davon camp, and I was glad to see him start tonight, even though ultimately it didn't work out. I do think I, I still would like to see more minutes from him. Like it, it, the minus eleven thing is a little bit shocking. I want to go back and rewatch this game and really see if there was something to it, or yes. if he just happened to be on the court yeah. for some some stretches there or whatever. But um, you know, the I feel confident with him taking threes right now. Uh, I feel confident that he's going to bring effort and energy, which is something you can't say across the board, especially with some of the more veteran players. So I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more from him. The two guys, here's what's funny about plus minus. The two guys who might have been, I mean, Jeff Green was probably the worst tonight. And Barton made some high like profile things. Two guys that I thought were terrible are the two guys with the best plus minus tonight. Austin Rivers and Bryn Forbes combined to go 3 of 16 tonight. They were Actually, real bad. Denver, if you take away that 3 of 16, Denver actually had a very pretty hot shooting night uh, and scoring night. But those two guys, I mean, Bryn Forbes, he really, I've talked about the people. People really got upset at me for my takes, by the way, after the last, uh, last episode. Me just saying that I'm kind of lower on Bryn Forbes than everybody else is. Uh, this, tonight was one of those nights where it's like you kind of see it. Doesn't really guard well at all. And 11 shots in 19 minutes. He had three shots in his first two possessions tonight. He got two po- shots. His first possession, he had two shots. And then the next one, he that followed it up yeah, with another one. Like, that guy's going to put shots up <laughs> when he's on the court. And tonight, he didn't really make many of them at all. He's definitely not shy. He's like, not shy, You could man. actually say that. He, shoot or shoot is what I've heard. And, and he's definitely going to shoot. Um, for them to like go three for eight in a game that the the Nuggets went nineteen from forty one three point line like that's actually like pretty wild um, and especially for their their plus minus like that means that they was just riding the hot man when they were in even though they're just continued to can like shoot um, but like yeah just those two kind of don't mix so I, maybe it makes sense to put them on on the court at the same time and just try to buy some minutes with like two mm. like like net minuses i don't know i, I feel like um if you're going to have them come off the bench um with austin rivers especially and he doesn't bring any type of energy or anything because he's also in a trend like those minutes could go to someone else like you could bring Faku in for those type of minutes careful um, dude like you're saying Faku's name after a loss on a friday well yeah, we're gonna hey I, we're gonna get to Faku later on here in a second yeah, we're gonna like, get but, to Faku. but i feel saying, like there's other man. ways that you could you could try to to win those minutes or you could try to to get some type of production or or energy from the team so Austin Rivers and Bryn Forbes very very bad nights yeah i don't mind Bryn Forbes taking shots because generally speaking this bench needs the offense tonight was one night where maybe he didn't need to take 11 the everyone was playing well um but look hindsight's 2020 the thing with Bryn is he just i i truly like been in Denver for four years now of all the guards I've seen come in and out. Forbes is the worst defensive guard I've seen. And so if he's not hitting he's shots, gotta make shots, he's got to hit those shots. And if he's going to take 11 shots, he can't hit two. Um, I am just evaluating the one game he just had. He didn't play well. So I'm not saying, hey, screw Bryn Forbes or anything. It just was not a very good night for him. Yeah. Rough one for him. is I mean, It's rough. No, you go around the like. The guys that had good nights know, tonight were like Zeke, Najee, and maybe Damon Reed for part of it. Monte? I mean, Monte had a good game tonight. We should talk about him. Uh, but real quick, rounding out the bench unit, Bones Highland tonight goes 2 of 8. You know, he missed some shots tonight, but he did have 8 points, 3 rounds, 1 assist. And he had some rookie plays tonight too, but I actually thought for the most part he was pretty good. I'll have to go back and, and really get into it. But there, there were moments tonight that were very encouraging. In fact, if you look at the bench, he was a plus 1, Austin Rivers a plus 2, uh, 
Bryn Forbes a plus one. Like the bench, the other two guys, Zeke Naji, Jermichael Green, they were minus three and minus two respectively. That's not really where the game was lost or won. And when we talk about the second unit, that's kind of a win. Right. Like if they're yes. a neutral, they were basically a neutral tonight. Bones Strong Island, agree. do we have any thoughts on him tonight? Well, first off, let's like just stick to that bench. Like with them all going positive in a game against the Pelicans, you expect the, the starters to like take you home. Yeah. So they did like even though Forbes and Rivers didn't have a great game, even by Bones and that, they at least did exactly what they were supposed to do. So the the, the starters have to like bring them home. Right. Um, as far as Bones, he, he's going to have these moments. Um, and and also we just talked about it with Davon Reed. These are learning moments for him. Um, I, I'm I'm glad that he's still like now like making three point shots. His confidence seems up, even though he didn't go like great from the field. His confidence seems up, and he's he's still like just trying to find ways to impact the game and learn on the fly. So you take those moments from Bones, and and like you said, if you lose some, okay, but it's still something that he's seeing in different ways, and you need that um, out of a young guy. I think I've seen some people say in the chat. We talked about it a bit off air. You know, his Bones maybe going a little faster than his brain. Or like a step ahead of his legs sometimes even. Like, he may be going a little too far outside of himself, yes. But I also think that is the most rookie thing, right? You play him more. I do think, you know, with more reps at this level, the whole game will slow down. I did. I, I love that he plays fast. Can I, I push back on that notion a little bit? I like that he plays fast. And also, here's the thing. That second unit has been at, at its worst when they've really slowed down. I don't. Like, they can't score in the half court consistently. Right. So I think it's actually kind of important for him to get out and play fast like that. I agree with you. I'm not saying it's poor process. I'm just saying it's still sloppy. And it's something he'll get be- yeah. he'll get better at playing fast and staying more controlled. And that's one of those things you iron out with minutes. Bones was good tonight, I thought. Um, I just think right now his focus should be getting into the teeth of the defense, making them collapse. The threes are awesome, but to me, the best the best bones is when he's penetrating and other actually healthy offense occurs for the second unit. I thought I thought Denver as a team did a poor job of that tonight. I mean, that's part of why the points in the paint discrepancy was so wide. But even look at the assist tonight. I mean, we said offense wasn't the problem. Just 22 assists tonight. We've been seeing 30 assists steadily when they have really been winning. And I think that part of this was just that they weren't really getting the good offensive process. And some of this is just yoke. But putting that pressure on the rim and making the defense really have to rotate is a big part yeah, of it. Yep, I agree. Monte Morse, the only guy we haven't talked about. And he was actually pretty good statistically. Six of 12 from the field, five of eight from the three-point line. Five threes is a lot of threes from Monte. Dude, he hit that one. That was a crazy three. What the? I didn't know he could do that. I don't think he can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was Everybody awesome. Everybody gets lucky sometimes. Uh, Monte, was, he was great in this game. Um, the, the shots falling. He also just, like, he looks really confident right now, and he, he looks like he's in a zone. Um, it, it, it seems like the Nuggets run through him when they just need a basket that's not from Jokic, and he mm-hmm. makes it happen. Um, he's also starting to be the guy that takes the, the, the shots late in the shot clock, which we've seen Barton do a lot of the times. Like, Monte has been that guy that's like, okay, I'm going to create because not many other people are going to create. Um, he took care of the ball, so yeah. no turnovers at all in the game. Um, four assists, so we got uh, people involved. And he's also just a great entry passer. He, he's going to make sure that he gets Jokic the ball when no one else can, which is wild to come from your your smallest player. But he, he finds a way. So Monte's been good, and he's been in his zone for a few games. And it's, it's good to see him still continue to knock down shots. Look, Monte's starting alongside Jokic offensively. It works. You know, It's not Jamal, but it works. And we know that. The thing about Monte, and I don't want to – I feel like I'm doing this too much because he's playing well, and he had a good game tonight. 
But he is part of that problem defensively. You know, we talk about yeah. Barton. We talk about Bryn Forbes. It is really easy for guards to turn the corner on all of these guys, including Monte. So his defense has to be better. But I've said this before, and I've written this before. I don't know if that's an effort thing. All I right. think Monte might just not be big enough, strong enough. So offensively, though, he's good, and he's been good enough, and good to see the threes fall for sure. Um, Monte... You know, I really am. It's startling how big. I know they had Devontae Graham, but they really did have some lineups out there that are just so long, just so big. And uh, what do we have here? Uh, well, Nick just did us a, a huge solid. Oh, hell yeah. Some super oh. chats coming up later on. Um, but he just was, uh, you know, some sometimes he'll get mashed up with a guy where he, like, plays really good defense. The guy just, like, Euro steps around yeah, yeah. him to the basket. And uh, it just felt like there was a couple of those tonight. But overall, yeah, he wasn't the problem. I will say, I think tonight was about effort and energy, and I don't know what it is. Long road trip, you get back home, um, maybe you're a little still road weary from that or what have you. I'm not trying to make excuses because sure. you got you're a pro, you got to overcome it. This was an important game. It's a bad loss either it, way. It was a bad loss. You you should have got this one, but I do think that this game came down to the X's and O's. There's little things here and there. I just think a lot of it came down to they just didn't play very hard. They didn't play like a team that really wanted it. And you saw the Pelicans after this game. That game meant a lot to them. Yeah. Like, they, they definitely were, were feeling it. In fact, when they scored the final bucket that really sealed it, half their team was on the court yeah. waving towels, yeah, almost like like pointing at Jokic, basically kind of being like, we got you, well, we got you. You know like, who the big winners of that Portland trade are other than the Clippers? It might be the Pelicans. Yeah, they have so, an opportunity. Yeah, You're right. I, mean, I think they're very excited right now, sneaking let's into that talk, play -in. Let's talk about that, because we talked in the pregame, we talked about the potential Harden-Simmons trade. Um, which I think will likely happen. Brooklyn, Denver's next opponent. Maybe it'll happen in between, and they'll be super shorthanded. Who knows? But, um, you know, you look at what the Clippers have done. Adding Norman Powell today, they added Robert Covington. Now, both of those guys, I think, are really good when they are your fifth or sixth best guys, which is what they are going to be there. I suddenly look at that Clippers team, and I go, thankfully, they're so low in the standings that I don't think Denver's going to match up with them in the playoffs. But I look at them, and I think, that Clippers team is a sleeping giant to me. They are a really talented team, and if they get anything from Paul George, if he comes back, mm. I think they're really good. If somehow, I don't expect it, but if somehow they get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George back, I look at that lineup and I go, they've got a bunch of six, eight, six, nine yeah. dudes that can switch everything, all can guard, all have to be guarded on the perimeter. I, the Clippers, to me, are a team that I look at and I go, I, I'm very envious of what they've built. They're they're really dangerous when you look at the guys they have because they have a lot of interchangeable guys. They have guys that are two-way players, but yep. also they'll be able to give the other guys you know, time off. Um, because when you come back from an injury, you're going to need that. Yeah, and also, that's a good point. Um, you're going to just need them to like get into a flow and things like that. And you don't lose a lot with Norman Powell and Covington because they play good defense and they fit what Tyrone Lou wants. And they also right. fit that uh, Clippers organization. So it's great right now that the Clippers are so low because if they weren't and they had guys coming back, that's real hope that they have over there. But just look, moving forward, like next year, they're going to be dangerous. The year after that, they're going to be dangerous. And they, they made themselves that much better um, just because of how much they brought in. So that's a good trade for them, really. You, yeah, you talk about Denver's tighter window, you know, not just this year but going forward. Like that Clippers team to me is lining up to be a team that if they get healthy, that's going to be a real tough, tough team to go around. They got what I consider to be the best coach or second best coach, top two coach in the NBA alongside Eric Spolstra. Yeah. They've got some a really switchy, great defenders all over the place. They probably have the best fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth players 
on uh, out of anybody in the NBA. And they and can by beat the way, you one on one. And, and by the way, their number one and two players are pretty good as yeah, well. Yeah, so yeah. they have a really deep and really really good team. I do think for, I'm going to hold out a little bit on you know Clippers do still have a lot to prove. Kawhi and and, and Paul George together, uh, coming off of major injuries. Of course, yeah. Of Kawhi course. is not exactly like a spring chicken, you know. This year, uh, it's not so much this year. It is more about what next, does it set him up for next the next year. season. I, yeah. To me, the biggest difference is is Lou, and you talked about that. Oh, of course, I mean, that, that Clippers team. If Ty lose the coach, I love yeah. the double three one comebacks. It may it may not have been a second one. Yeah. So uh, that to me is is uh, a big deal. But they still have something to prove. We got to see how those guys heal. Yeah. Um, the other side of that is Portland, man. What the heck? That is a team that, like, over the last two years has completely dismantled their roster. And this is a division opponent from Denver. This is a team that Denver's matched up in the playoffs now twice out of their three trips. I honestly look at that team and I go, I don't know how you get out of that. I really don't. I I wonder if Damian Lillard is actually – we always talk about he's probably going to be there a long time. C.J. McCollum might be getting moved this week before the trade deadline. Portland, I don't understand it. I honestly don't see a way out for them unless they just completely reset. That's the only answer, like for them, is just like a just a complete new team, complete yeah. new look. Um, like how how horrible does it does it have to be to be over there? Um, McCullum probably is excited to get out of that. It's it's, it's yeah, a toxic wow. environment. Um, Dame every losing. summer says he's not good enough in some coded language. Yeah, and and every single way, like their their leader is even a, a a different type of leader. Like, there's a lot of things like that you hate about it, and then you look at today and you're just questioning why. I really don't understand the why behind making a trade like that. Tax, so, but that's a, such a weight wave of the white flag. Yeah, they just get like really, they just gave up, and, and it's it's a, t- a tough spot to be in. The more. I'm I'm curious if this trade deadline is going to have a little bit more fireworks than we originally anticipated. I mean, first of all, if the Harden deal goes, that's a big, that's a major shakeup that changes the way we talk about the title odds for really both teams going forward, um, Brooklyn and Philadelphia. But I do wonder if there's just like a Bradley Beal deal that we're not talking about. Julius Randle just unfollowed the Knicks on Instagram. I love the Instagram drama. Who's following who? But Look, Julius Randle's a good enough player. I know he's having a bad year. He's a good enough player that he, if he went to one of these teams, you know, that's kind of like sure, th- sure. in this bracket. Like if he went, for example, to Dallas or something like that, it'd be like, okay, now this is an interesting team all of a sudden that maybe just passed Denver. So I look at the C.J. McCollum, maybe not quite the caliber where, like, he would make a team like that somebody I fear, but I do wonder if we're headed for a little bit more of a shakeup than anticipated. It certainly seems like talks are, are picking up. Let's take a break. On the other side, we got some super chats to get to. We're also going to hopefully hear from Harrison Wynn, who is waiting right now on Nikola Jokic. Um, so maybe it'll be another hour. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, in the meantime, open up your DraftKings Sportsbook apps. Now, you don't have to open them right now. We already did that. But How did I, I do tonight? I'm going to tell you about DraftKings. I can't believe my parlay America's- hit everything but the Nuggets win. I know, I know. The Monte That's threes. the worst one, man. Did Would you, you get it? finish with 25? Um, or is it 24? I think you had 25. Cool, cool, because I don't want to be handing out losers on DNVR bets. Anyway, <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, also an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. They're giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. You heard that, right? Bet just $5, get $280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? How about Super Bowl 56 with same-game parlays? You can buy multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. You can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want because that's the whole idea, isn't it? Download-
Download DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR. Get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 to get 280 in free bets. If your team wins, that's promo code DNVR DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And uh, heading into this weekend, if you are a diehard Nuggets fan, you may just... You may find yourself inclined to visit Lightshade, Colorado's premier dispensary. It's been a stressful year, but if you go into Lightshade, you can get 25% off your entire order. And they have 11 locations now in Colorado. And I am scrambling to find the read and I can't find the read. So I'm just going to tell you to pick up Ripple products while you're in there. Oh, I found it. Ripple is a, oh, Ripple is a. A fast-acting, wow. dissolvable, dissolvable, clinically proven to hit two times faster than the leading gummy. Where can you find it? At Colorado's premier dispensary, Lightshade. And we're back. Ooh. And we are back. Before we hit the Super Chats, I do want to point out one thing for our fellow uh, Argentinians here. The Nuggets are now 2-3 and three since Faku got benched. You are starting shit. <laughs> just just going to kick something the up here. Well, here's the only thing I mean I, I mean by to say by this. Like one of those games was like a weird the weirdest game of all time that Utah game like whatever. But even at 2 and 2 like my point all along with Faku. It's funny that I got labeled the Faku hater or whatever, right? I think cuz my locked on Nuggets colleague Matt Morris. I think, that was a big part I think that's all it was. I just like <laughs> guilty by association. Now I thought Faku was terrible. I wanted I thought he should be benched. And they and and that the direction they've headed with the rotations, that's the one I prefer at this this moment. But my point all along was that Bones wasn't gonna be able to save the lineup. Jermichael Green wasn't gonna be able, Demarcus Cousins wasn't gonna be able to save it. And I think now just like saying Faku, take him out, everything solved, it's clearly not the case. Now that bench has been better for the most that Minnesota game aside, the bench actually has been closer to a neutral this or that. But nonetheless, Denver, you know, we talk about not being able to get stops. You know, that was one thing Faku, for the most part, could do. So do you guys have any thoughts here about Faku's out of the lineup and, and Denver's losing games they probably shouldn't? So I'll say, like, I feel like the bench has not been the issue as of late. Right, like, right, that right. hasn't been the issue. I agree. And I, I agree feel like, that. you know, there was time with, when Faku was there that it was the issue or it's, like, something that you could pin on. But I feel like it hasn't been there, like, lately. But when I look at a game like this where – the Pelicans didn't have, you know, big guards. The Pelicans didn't have good guard play today. He could play and give you energy in those type of games, especially when you're on a two-game losing streak. You need some type of spark. You need something. But like I think I think Malone has made a decision just not to play him. Like, because as much yeah, as I yeah. agree with you, I think Malone's like, I've got 10, 11 guys. He's not one of them, so it doesn't matter situation or anything. He I think that's out. it. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. But does that make it right? Like, does that make right. it okay? Like, you still do need that type of player um, to, to to change things around. Like, really, you go off of a long um, road trip. You come back home. So, you know, you could play them in, in that aspect. You also have fresh legs. You play them in that aspect. You also need some type of spark just to get yourself going. Play them. So, like, there's there's times that you could play him. And it doesn't even have to be only him. It could be Marcus How like Howard. It could be other or, guys. Or Harrison Wind and Eric Weedham's take. Play him only at home. <laughs> yeah, but, like, there's just other ways that you could get things going when, when things aren't going well or when you need some type of change. A change of scenery, like, does that. And, and bringing guys in could, like, spark it in a different way. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I still think you got to ride with Bones and – you know, the bench hasn't been the problem, right? Like, everything you just said is true, and I think everything you just said is why Malone likes to play him. And had Bones maybe looked horrible tonight, maybe we do. 
Um, but he didn't, and we didn't, and I think that's right. You know, I, I do. I, I, you're right, Adam, that this validates those of us who were screaming from the mountaintop. Probably not just the third string point guard. Oh, there's so many scapegoats. I mean, um, he was total scapegoat. And by the way, Barton, who's been really bad, also a scapegoat. Where it's like, yeah. it's yeah, his yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah. Everything it's gotta is his fault. Like, come fault. on, man. Um, but he I agree. Bad. Someone, one, someone in the comments, I think, summed it up really well. Faku wasn't the problem, but also looking at this as he's a solution, yeah, the answer's still no, not. I think. Um, what, what about this one? DeMarcus Cousins... Available tonight, but did not play. Now, that could be injury-related, that they're like, buy him two more days, he'll probably be even better. But, you know, Jermichael Green, Zeke Naji, DeMarcus Cousins, one of those guys is probably out. Do you think Boogie would have helped tonight? I think it would have helped as far as the Pelicans wouldn't have tried to just go inside every single time. They would have looked and known that it would not have been easy for them to just crash the boards every time or be able to get inside of the paint. So that does change up the fact that they lost his game inside. Um, so, yeah, he would have helped. And also with Boogie, I'm I'm not a huge Boogie guy. I think that if you give any, like, good, you know, center in there, it changes it in that regard. He's a big body that knows how to play basketball, so it would have changed it. Yeah. So the Nuggets now fall to just one game ahead of the Minnesota Timberwolves in the standings. So things are very, very close right now between them and being back in the play. And we thought that cushion, we thought, oh, they're, they're over. And I still do because of how favorable the, the final slate is for them. But it's a far cry from when they were just three, four games up in the lost column, like but, less than a week ago. Uh, yeah, definitely. I do want to – Boogie not playing tonight wasn't terribly surprising given that the Pelicans have those two bigs in their starting lineup, and Ernan Gomez did not go. Right. So I, I'm i not terribly surprised. I'll bet it had more to do with the injury. But also honest. the injury is a factor, and that part is a bit concerning. He was a game-time decision, so you have a fully healthy, ready-to-go Jermichael Green, and you have a game-time decision to Marcus Cousins. My guess is Malone just wanted to see a day of him at practice or shoot-around before giving him a full go. So. Also, there's been, like... <sighs> It wasn't great tonight, and I got ahead of myself. There have been some sneaky good J-Mike appearances lately, too. And right. I think Malone, like, J-Mike is a Malone guy at this point. He's won with him, and he's going to want to, one in regular seasons, first rounds, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so I think he's going to want to reward that. He had a couple more nice moments tonight blitzing pick and rolls and, and creating some some turnovers that I think maybe Malone's liking that as well. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to some super chats here while we wait for Harrison Wind. What do we have? Some real sickos today. Oh, Patrick says Malone said he didn't play him because of the injury. So yeah, there so go. there you go. Uh, Nick Trombo says, Super Chat for $50. Our homie, Nick. Did yeah. he have, like, a comment? Did he screw up? <laughs> I hate for him, uh, No comment afterwards either. Just a, just, just a homie, man. Incredible. Thank you for that, Nick. Serbia trip. It's Nick right here. Was that you? That was an in-person... Oh, that's what it was. He's here's a guess. I didn't. Re- well, you gotta what, what say. What part yeah, of us pointing you. at him for the last ten minutes wasn't? Yeah, yeah. You guys have no. Thank you very much. You know how many things I'm doing while we're doing this? Come on now, guys. Yeah, I was telling he works you. really I was hard. Telling you. He works I really thought hard. you were pointing at the screen that said super chat. Oh, I, was no. like, I was pointing oh, at. Wow. The, I was pointing at the human being right behind. Me. <laughs> All right, Nick's in the house for us tonight. Uh, what you, else Nick. do we have here? CLO says the offense comes in the flow of the defense. When they don't defend, they press on offense, and it costs a few games. Fix the D, get the dubs. I agree with this and disagree with it. I mean, look, tonight they couldn't get started. The defense was well below the threshold for what you need to win, so that part I absolutely agree with. I think both things are true. I think the offense fuels their defense. I think the defense fuels their offense. Nuggets really rarely get both right now, and it's kind of sad. So, 
They just need to be able to get stops, man. That's my biggest thing. Got to be able to get stops. Got to. Could not do it tonight. What else we got? Dylan says, why no boogie tonight? Barton hurt us tonight. I've been a defender of his, too. I mean, we talked about that, obviously. Um, now we know no injury. Be- now no we know, but that was why boogie didn't play. Why Why call him available and then not play him because of an injury? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, the Barton thing's really interesting, man. I mean, he just has not been good for a while now. And it, I, I, I kind of disagree. I feel he like was good. He was good. I think prior to these last two games, he, offensively, I don't really hate where he's at. I just think his defense is is horrible and he's 31 and there's injury concerns and so i think until the starting lineup gets back to full strength i don't have a ton of confidence that his defense turns around where are you at on this deb i think i'm with vote on this i think he has been playing like kind of bad but i feel like the nuggets need him and he also has to just change things around um because i i mean he's an he's a scapegoat like he really is the scapegoat for the team but also the team does need him like yeah. badly, and, and they they play him for that reason. But he does have to change things around, and you know he's he's had two bad games in a row. Yeah, yeah. he has had two bad games. All right, what else we got? It's highlighted too when you're missing AG because it's like you're missing Dude, another guy that you can count on to help out. Definitely. Um, we have Grapey. He says everyone super chats five dollars. <laughs> we'll have enough to buy out Gary Harris. It's That's so an true, awesome man. Super chat. We got to get Gary Harris. Dude, contract year Gary could win you a title, so it might be. can't believe how much we miss Gary Harris. It's so funny, could man. You, I do want to just calmly, like just for perspective, those games when Yoke's out and we're like, all right, maybe Barton can. And he, he didn't in that last one. It probably wouldn't look great if it was just Gary Harris dribbling around out there. <laughs> I do want to, like, it wasn't great when they traded Gary Harris the weirdest player, man. Like, his uh, career arc is just the weirdest Is he thing. good? I don't know. Me I have either. no idea. No idea. Literally no ideas. Uh, any final thoughts you want to put on this game here before we go around the association, Dev? That the Nuggets just have to turn things around. Like they they had a very good opportunity um, to shift like their season. Uh, we saw the Nuggets 2.0. They go and take that loss, and it really just like changed things. You you can't take a loss to the Pelicans, um, you know, especially after losing two straight. So the next, you know two three games they really do have to change things around and it also i'm not gonna say it's like must win games but you have to like put your foot down and try to get back right also you, fingers crossed for aaron gordon you just really want that to not be a, like a, a serious serious yeah, injury that's a great point so dude. like maybe you do like rest them for a little bit um until maybe after the break or whatever you have to do to like save the season yeah i don't know if it yeah must win must vibe the <laughs> Must vibe games coming up. Like, there might be two. No one wants to hear this from us, and I think it's a bad loss. There is, like, Malone, Hastings, NBA lifers do say there is something to that first home game back. It's an extension of the road trip. Don't think that's a good enough excuse for tonight. But does that answer the question of why did they look so sluggish? So can they come back out, play a home game like a home game, and give us some vibes? Because, man, the 5-0 win streak in in one ear and out the other? That's not in... Through our fingers, and one, and one, and two. It two, was there, and now the it's not. One in the hand now. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, the the Nets have been terrible. <laughs> Nets, I think they've lost six or seven in a row. They have their own turmoil. KD missing. Um, you know, this is a game that's like it's the vibe off in the worst way. Like whichever team loses this, is their vibes are the bot, the basement dweller of the NBA. So the Nuggets have an opportunity to kind of uh, you know hopefully bounce back a little bit here. 
Um, we're waiting on Harrison. Jokic still hasn't come out. We'll go quickly around the association, see if that buys us enough time here. Um, as I mentioned, the Jazz absolutely smacked the hell out of the Nets, 125-102, to 102, and it was not that close. They were actually up 10 more points than that before the fourth quarter. Good Lord. This was a complete and total laugher. Uh, Cam Thomas, your guys' guy, goes for 30 points. That's basically who the Nets are right now. They are the Cam Thomas Kyrie superstars, um, oh, and they are not a very good team. Play? Uh, I don't think so. No, he did not play. And Kyrie was a minus 29. <laughs> Ass whipping. So, obviously, everyone tweeted this today, not an original take. The Nets' period of dominance was like a third of a regular season long. Less than that. It was really just a postseason. I mean, like the postseason, they came very close to beating the Bucks, who won the title. Yeah. So there is an alternate universe where they won the title last yeah, year. Yeah, Kevin has a smaller foot. It doesn't. It ends up not happening. In the and end. now you look at him and, I mean, think of Ben Simmons, though. It's all different. Like, that changes everything. Changes He's a really everything. good player. Yeah, that's one more star that might not play games <laughs> for them. Actually, it might change nothing. It might yeah, just be just the least happiest the place on earth. same. Um, you get the, the also the Nets are just so weird. Like they have no culture as a team, like as an organization. Dude, Nobody's, I I think a lot about Jeff Green's comments when he got to Denver. He's, you don't know. He's saying I'm looking for a little stability, just looking for man. things to be a little normal. Paul Millsap, the poster oh child of God, stability, right. dips out before yeah. the trade deadline. Wow. I mean, I think people are like, hey, I thought we're professional basketball players. Like, what's this? I'm telling you, I'm rooting for this. Like, I want the yeah. Lakers and Nets both to just like completely <laughs> burn to the ground. So that's like, all right. Let's end this stupid era. Like, let's end it, man. It's so Didn't annoying. Um, let's see. Up. Oh, so he's going now. So we, we only need about maybe five seven minutes to kill time here before <laughs> before Harrison can get Brother. up. I'll tell him we'll wait. Uh, the Spurs beat the Rockets. Go ahead and run with that one, Dev. Uh, the Spurs win that game. Um, in a blowout. blowout yes, they fashion. did. Um, yes, they did. Good talk. Take a look at the stats there. Look at our, that. Our guy, Josh Christopher, has a, a pretty good game. He has 23 points um, off the bench for the Rockets. That team's not good. They're just not a good team. Um, Keldon Johnson, I'm a, I'm a fan. Are you? First off, like he has the best like last name like I've ever heard of. <laughs> and it, it, it fits. It's like he, the most popular name of the, in the world. Johnson? You're not like, it's not like you your family or something. Like, yeah, there's yeah. so many. So many. Give me two other Johnsons in the NBA. <laughs> well. Cam? Uh, Joe? He's in. Joe he Johnson? He's not in. Joe Johnson? You guys are talking hey, about old there. stuff, uh, still man. still talking about old but, uh, stuff. But, no, like, really, like, uh, that Spurs team, like, they, they got a lot of um, six guys was in double digits in that game, um, plus minus monsters in a blowout type of win. Like, that, that's a good team. Like, not a good team, but, like, they're – they're on the up and up. I, I like that team. Uh, you got the Raptors beat up on the Hawks, by the way. Raptors might be back. The Hawks might also be back, although they lost but, tonight. By the way, in the spirit of the day, does anyone know who hit the dagger three for the Raptors? Take a guess. Gary Trent Gary Jr. Trent Jr. You're a Gary Trent fan, aren't you? Dude, he's good. I remember the Blazers traded him for Powell, and I went, are you guys sure? I know. Like, as a Nuggets fan, I'm terrified of the so, other guys. So him and MPJ go back to high school where they have a rivalry. Oh, and honestly, yeah. man, you remember he kind of gave MPJ gave the, the business. business a little yeah, bit. He's, so yeah, it's a good he's a dog for sure. He plays tough. Um, he's got an he's insane confidence. Uh, I like that guy a lot. Raptors don't miss, man. They don't miss. So. All the defensive guys have big games tonight. Like, DeAndre Hunter has 23 points in a game. Huh. Like, how does her, him yeah. and Herb Jones have, like, monster, <laughs> like, scoring games? Would you rather have Herb? We were arguing this with, uh, with Merchel. Uh, would you rather have Herb Jones or Bones Highland? You have to remember, if Herb Jones was on the Nuggets, he wouldn't be playing either. 
That's a good point. If Bones Highland was in New Orleans, he'd probably be playing 25 minutes a game. Herb Jones plays defense. He does. And the Nuggets desperately need defense. I mean, Herb Jones is... That's a tough question to ask. And he's like a 6'7", like, shooting guard. When he makes his threes, it's like, you're like, this is the perfect player. What's going on? (laughs) Bones has been... I mean, um, uh, I'm sorry, what's his name? Herb Herb Jones. Herb Jones has been a better player. And he's had a great year. But... Denver needs that guard right now. Remember, if it's not Bones, we're back yeah, to the right old now. option. Like right now. Right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I still go Herb. Wow. Herb he, Jones would be a Jokic player, man. Just guard and uh, he whips some ass tonight. If he makes threes, he's an incredible player. Um, also, by the way, the Raptors have the thing where they don't allow fans in. You know, because of COVID, like Canada extra tight with their restrictions. It's jarring, man. You go back Ooh. and watch those games, you forget what don't it was like. That. It is such a when you see every other game is full stands, and then you see there, you're like, "Wow!" It's just Drake. Yeah, Can you imagine if it was just us four and then Vicky? That would be like hilarious. With a bag that of actually candy. be hilarious, <laughs> Vicky. Yeah, that would that would be rough. Um, that Raptors team, I really don't, I don't understand them. Me I neither. feel like they should be a lot better than They're what they are. Com- like, I like a lot of their guys, like Barnes, uh, Anobi. I like Siakam. I love Van Lee. I think Gary. Trent Jr. is really good. Boucher, like they have a really good team, and they—I just don't understand why they're not uh, better. But is, I mean, they go in and, and, and beat the Hawks, and the Hawks were trending up. So, like, maybe that's a turnaround for them. We're playing some Frozen uh, soundtrack here. I've like heard the song maybe more than is any other song is? in my life. I did right not here. recognize. Of course, it. you don't recognize yeah. it. My so my kids right now are uh, they—I I actually had to cut them off because I did not enjoy this. But they were doing the <laughs> kids off. YouTube. <laughs> I'm serious. There's a group of guys, imagine like a group of us, like our aged people, and they just make videos for kids. And it's like, we're doing pranks on each other. Oh my gosh. And it's like made for children. My kids is age five, six. They got to be millionaires. Their videos have millions of views on it. And I watch this and I go, how weird would that be, man? If you were a child's video star. Why don't we pivot? Listen, <laughs> we should I'm pivot, saying man. next time all four sports leagues shut down. <laughs> Instead just, of watching uh, Love is Blind or whatever. That's a great point. We just make like pillow fight videos and like, or that's, that's like right. what they do. Like, we're going on an Easter egg hunt. Here we go. And kids, kids just watch them on it. It's like the worst. I had to cut them off because I'm like, this is turning your brains to mush. I can't do this. <laughs> um, the Bulls beat the Pacers tonight, 122 to 115. Bulls, my sneaky side piece team. 36 points for Vooch, 17 rebounds. Karis LeVert went for 42. I haven't heard that name. Ooh. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Wow. 36.17 rebounds is it's a monster game, man. Also, Trey, Troy Brown is still in the NBA. Like, oh, yeah. is that the one Troy from Brown the Wizards Jr. still? Yeah, Br- Dr- Troy Brown Jr. I, d- I didn't know he was playing Jeez. like that. Like, the, the Bulls have, like, even when guys go down, they have so many other guys that can just step up. Like, Arturis for GM played. of the year. He really? actually, for real, might win GM of the year. It's an executive easy one. of the year. Like, why wouldn't he? I know he did assemble. He did have like a crap team that everyone's like they're stuck and going nowhere. Immediately rebuilds them into a, a, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Um, by the way, is it Ao or Ao? I know Ao. 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 What are you? Ayo. He's having Ayo. a year. Ayo. It is another guy who, for whatever reason. It got dog. to draft time, and people went, yeah, I don't know about him at the next level. And it's like, ah, well, he looks pretty good. because his game's ugly, but he defends, man. He does he defend. defend. Oh, he threw a hammer down tonight. Celtics beat the Pistons. Do you want to take this one vote? Yes, because there is a silver lining. Um, they did win. That's tough for me, but it's the Pistons. That'll happen. Uh, <laughs> and Tatum did put up 24 points. That's a lot of points, but come on, guys. Come on. 9 of 21 from the – like clockwork, dude. Like clockwork, 9 42%. No one ever talks about his percentage. Man. Oh, like, it's I do. It's really not good. It's not he, a good I percentage. Do. Yeah, but, like, everybody, like, cracks 
so many jokes. Like if 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 Westbrook went nine of twenty one, that's 21, right. That's true. You that's were right. just trash talking. I if feel MPJ like this is the norm it? for for Tatum. Like every single night he Stop does it. Stop shooting so much. Yeah. Cavs beat the Hornets tonight. Cavs another one of those. Did you guys see the video of Darius Garland when his teammates were like uh, celebrating him? He looks like because he has such a baby face. He looks he's so little. He looks you like know? a kid. He does look like a kid, and it was kind of cool. I was kind of like, oh man, it's almost adorable. <laughs> no, for real, he he just looks young. Baby he looks face. so young. He's a small body, he's a tiny little guy. But he's a killer on that court. He's like, a he killer. He really on is that a court. monster, and it's crazy that he's like an all star. A Cavalier, that's an all-star. Like that that just sounds crazy to me. I root for the Cavs. Jared Allen had a huge game and he got he got twenty nine to twenty two. But there's a sweet little clip you can find on Twitter of Kevin Love right after the game walking up to him, tapping him in the chest and saying, You're a fucking all star. You're a fucking all star. Really? He tells him that, huh? Dude, Kevin Love is this Kevin Love resurgence. I love it, dude. I love it. Good for him. Oh the god, the round the association even sucks right now. The seventy sixers are up on the Mavericks, which I guess is good. Like we need the Mavericks to lose. Uh, Embiid not being passive in the first half tonight. Uh, he has 20, 10, and 4 uh, the third quarter, about halfway underway. He's 5 of 11 from the field. And already 12 free throws. Not a 12 free throws for Jesus Embiid. Christ. Um, but Can you imagine? But he's looking like he's going to go for a monster game. Jokic would average 35. It would be nice, man. It'd be really nice. By the way, he I did think there were some. He was frustrated tonight. Dude, that's part of what got him going. Was he's like, I can't get a goddamn yeah. ball. Yeah. yeah, and uh, it, it was like he was uh, going after one ref the entire time, too. Like, Jokic had like a a battle against a ref, like him and uh, the vendetta with with the refs are a real thing. Yeah, what you guys got going on this weekend? Wind's setting up right now in Ball Arena, so we got like one minute to kill. You guys got anything exciting? You? No, I'm probably I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up and probably go to the gym. I'm excited about that. Is that like, oh to play basketball? Open gym, yeah, open yeah? gym, like to play. And and it's been like a week. <laughs> and last week I was just pretty meh, so yeah. I'm like excited to try to bounce back. But if it goes bad. I'm going to just play uh, the video game for the rest of the day. <laughs> when you said, by the way, I'm around if you want to cot out. When you go to the gym, is are you only going to play ball or do you get gym time into? Uh, I, on Saturdays, I don't get gym time. Like Thursdays or like I go twice a week for like gym time, like mm. to actually. But I try to play like twice a week. Yeah. I think I'm going to hit up Light Shade tomorrow. Are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you just going to stick it? You're going like, to wear a robe to Light Shade? Yeah, <laughs> you're joking. That's how I roll up to <laughs> those places. Some people have seen me there, so they I'm know. Doing, I'm doing yeah. the date with the wife. Very excited about oh, that's it. That's awesome. I you know, want me to come? Had one in forever. <laughs> you, you yeah, I'm free. Hit me up, bro. <laughs> you want to tag along? It should be a good time. Hopefully, uh, like a steakhouse or so. She's like. She always does the like. Do you want to do like a steakhouse, or do you want to try something? Oh, that sounds disgusting to me. I'm like <laughs> the steakhouse. Anything you want. Yeah, yeah. Anything you want to do. <laughs> I'm like, please, let's do like a steakhouse or something, uh, something of that nature. Um, how else do you kill a minute here while Harrison's setting up? My God, Harrison, you're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. What do you think uh, Harrison does on the weekends? God, oh, there he finally, Harrison finally. Does what cool does he stuff. do? He walks slowly upstairs. He like does his hair three times. Bring him on in. Let's. Uh, we're ready for him. Finds a spare. Finally, cardigan. Harrison. Jeez. <laughs> hey, it's not up to me when I come on this show. It's totally out of my control. Uh, can so, you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Um, I like that you have this red tint to your to you right now. You look like the devil. That's like <laughs> reporting live from hell. Harrison Wynn. <laughs> oh yeah, you really <laughs> do. <laughs> Lucifer. Give us Lucifer. exclusively bad news. Yeah, just give us. Yeah, start with the worst with really bad and get worse. Oh, there we go. Um, no, so Harrison, we all feel like this is a really bad loss. Not just like a. 
you know, just a, I, like this one feels like a really disappointing pivot for the Nuggets on what we thought was some momentum. Yeah, I mean, that five-game winning streak feels like a distant memory right now. Yeah. Now they've lost three in a row, and this was a really bad loss. Like, Monte Morris called this a bad loss. He was like, we're supposed to beat this team yeah. easily, yeah. and we didn't. So, yeah, I mean, we were talking about how they could go 3-0 and on this homestand. Jesus. We were talking about that <laughs> yesterday. Uh, now that that's out the window. Um, fortunately, Brooklyn is a dumpster fire, but you know we'll, well see Nug- Sunday. Well, Harrison, the Nuggets are now what thirteen and ten at home. Like that's a terrible home record. We talk about their rough road trips or whatever this season, but thirteen and ten at home, I'm, I'm I'm almost concerned about it. I mean, we talk about all these home games. Oh, they got these home games to finish the year. Can't wait. Uh, I, we got to see something at their home from home before we get too confident. I guess. Yeah. And like. This game kind of just came down to blown opportunities down the stretch, and they've had some really bad closes to games. Yeah, man. You know, over these last couple of losses, just bad turnovers down the stretch, bad execution. Um, it's it's been a rough, you know, a couple of rough fourth quarters here as of late. Yeah. Well, take us. I, I have to imagine Malone was in such a good mood just in the pregame. I have to imagine he'll never be in a good mood again. <laughs> Is he going back to his old self after this one? Like we were joking pregame when he was in a good mood. He's a different man also now. But um, nope. maybe maybe that's not working. Malone Definitely 1.0. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're by Malone the way we're 1. back to 0. Nuggets 1.0. We're back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we are back to Nuggets 1.0. Um, Michael Malone just came in said like flat out they killed us in the paint. I think um, I got the box score right here actually. Uh, we talked How about it. It's a lot of paint, but it's like. Yeah, 58. 58. 58 points in the paint for New Orleans. He said Herb Jones dominated us tonight. Herb Jones had 18 of his 25 in the fourth. And they were all like easy easy baskets, it felt like. I I didn't realize he had had that many in the fourth. That's wild. Tons of stuff at the rim. Malone said he had 18 of his 25 in the fourth. My God. Denver had seven turnovers in the fourth as well. Only 15 for the game, but seven of those came in the fourth. I think that led to nine Pelicans points. And then he called the defense in the second half embarrassing. Uh, third quarter, New Orleans shot 65%. Fourth quarter, they shot 73%. So true. Uh, Malone said that's not even remotely close uh, to being a team that is giving forth the necessary effort on defense. And then he said there were 18 shots in the first half that Denver didn't even contest. Man, you know, that's something that the Nuggets track, and just New Orleans got off eighteen shots where Denver couldn't even give a contest. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt like it, man. This was a really weird effort from them tonight yeah. on that end of the court. It was, it was so disappointing. Yeah, he had some good things to say about Zeke, though. Uh, he said Zeke's getting a great opportunity. He's rebounding well. He had a few good defensive possessions, rebounding it, shooting it well. He's working hard. He's busting his hump, is what Malone said. All right, okay. Uh, we also talked to Monte tonight, and like I said a couple minutes ago, he said it came down to effort. He thought New Orleans just wanted it more. He definitely thought this was a bad loss. He said we're supposed to wash this team, and they just handed it to us. He said down the stretch, turnovers just killed us. Um, and he also shouted out Zeke, and I asked him kind of where Zeke's shown the most growth as of late. And he said Zeke's being way more vocal now. 
you know, he's yelling out stuff on defense. He's understanding the game a lot more, and he thinks that's showing. All right. Well, that's uh, good. I'm, I'm glad he's entering the circle of trust a little bit more. That's that's encouraging. That's the yeah. high point right now. Yeah, that's what it seems like, at least. I mean, that was the one probably silver lining from tonight. Zeke had a real nice game, closed the game down the stretch again. Uh, and then Monte was talking about Bones and, and how he's you know, been playing back a point guard. Uh, he said he's been in Bones' ear, uh, just, you know, giving him tips, uh, just giving him advice. And his kind of overarching message to Bones is like, make sure to always get the team into something, you know, even if it's just a basic play, make sure we're organized, you know, make sure we're running something every time down or close to every time down. Uh, he said he's growing in that role. He's got the talent, the score, and he's definitely you know, going in the right direction in that backup point guard role. That's good. That's good to hear. So look, the little silver linings here with the young guys. So that's interesting to hear. Yeah. Then we talked to Nikola Jokic as well. And um, a weird vibe from Nikola tonight. Definitely was not in a good mood. Hmm. Wasn't really in a good mood to answer questions either. Pretty much said they were living in the paint. Um, I asked him about the Nuggets' effort tonight. He said his effort wasn't where it needed to be. Um, and then he was talking about Zeke and how he's growing. Uh, he, he said Zeke's just trying to do the right thing. He's showing a lot of effort. He's being really aggressive on offensive rebounds, which he liked. And uh, he's defending well and making shots. So uh, another another nod to Zeke from, from Joker tonight. Well, there you go, man. So people fill in Zeke. That's kind of encouraging to hear. Um, weird about Yoke, because you know he does do these emotional funks or whatever, and I hope that's not what he's falling into. I hope it's not one of those, because I agree with him. I agree with his assessment. He was not very engaged tonight early on in this game for some reason, and it, and it might have cost the team. Yeah. Um, it was weird, because in the first half, I think he took two, like, two shots. Two. Yeah, yeah, two shots. Two. Yeah. Got to line a bunch. I think got to line six times or six free throw attempts, but you no, know, just two field goal attempts. And uh, had a big third quarter. You know, hit back to back threes. I think that might have been in the fourth. Um, but yeah, early in the game, just never really established himself. You know. Yeah, for sure. Any other notes or thoughts, Harrison, um, from Ball Arena? There was a weird incident tonight with Austin Rivers. What happened there? Uh, he. He checked out of the game in the fourth. It's pretty late in the fourth. He didn't go back to the bench. He walked straight into the tunnel, back to the locker room, kicked over one of those black stanchions that holds the black rope, you know, together as you're going back to the tunnel, kicked one of those over, and uh, just went back to the locker room. Was he injured? He was not injured at the time, I don't think. Uh, a Denver trainer eventually went back there, but... I think it was more of a frustration thing. Hmm. Was he frustrated for being benched, maybe, or or just playing? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if it was him going out of the game, if he was pissed at his own play, if he was pissed at you know how his team was playing. I don't know. Um, and then, but he was definitely pissed at something. Did Did Malone elaborate at all on Cousins? I think I saw that. Did he say that it was because of the injury that he didn't play tonight? Yeah, yeah. I asked him about that. He said he just wasn't comfortable putting Demarcus out there. Yeah, he, he wants to wait until he's okay. fully healthy. Uh, so Cousins missed the last three games of foot sprain. He was available tonight. He was in uniform, but 
from what Malone said, doesn't seem like he's 100% yet. All righty. Well, something to monitor, obviously, as the Nuggets play. They have the, the thing that sucks about this Brooklyn game is it's a 1 o'clock game. <laughs> it's always weird to have to have a bounce back on a weird timed, yeah. you know, mid-afternoon game. So uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to see how that goes. Thanks, Harrison. Uh, get back safe uh, from the arena. We'll see you on Sunday. Uh, and that does it here, guys. We might as well get out of here and get into our weekend. No longer lingering in the loser's lounge. Lingering. Let's just go home. Linger. What are you going to play some Call of Duty, you said? I, uh, right. Yeah. yeah, that's what we do. All right, sounds... you're not invited, bro. I can't play. You are not. Invited Why is that? Because you, you would... probably still have an Atari. There's no way that they have caught on an Atari. <laughs> you don't nice, even know about dude. the Atari. I actually used to have an Atari. It was I a pretty, that. pretty cool little, yeah. little joystick game. The partner's so nice. We read an ad from twice. Green Mountain Dental Group, longtime partner, longtime friends of DNVR. By now, if you don't know, you should. When you schedule an x-ray, cleaning, and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group, the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro, you're going to walk out the door with a free Sonicare toothbrush. That's an insane value. It's an exceptional value. Get your teeth taken care of. Do not overlook that process, and don't underthink it either. Do it with the right people. Extreme Colorado sports fans over at Green Mountain Dental, just like you, just like me, just like all of us here at DNVR. Ah, mm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.